two years ago, my wife and I sold our 2,000 square foot home in Omaha, Nebraska, and we moved eight hours away to the middle of the Mark Twain National Forest in the Ozarks, Missouri, and we built a tiny house. Now, at the time, everyone that we knew thought we were crazy. I had family members of mine who actually told me that that I was crazy for doing it because at that time, things were good. The economy was booming, and it was only the tinfoil hat people that believed in things like collapse. But both my wife and I had agreed that we, we had a sense that something was coming because it always kind of does. The The economy tends to move in cycles, and things had been on the uptick for a while. We were sort of due for some sort of recession or downturn. Now, what sparks it can be anything. 2008 was a housing collapse. There was a tech collapse before that, etc. So what what it can be can be anything. A housing crisis, a pandemic, whatever it is, it always happens. But now looking back two years later at my former life, I can't imagine how stressed out I would be right now with everything that's going on. My primary client has been affected. They've let people go and they've had to reduce hours. And if they were my sole source of income like they were back then, I'd be in a lot of trouble. But that's not the case for me. I don't have a mortgage. We, my wife and I, again, built a tiny house. Built a tiny house. We paid all cash for it. I've paid off a ton of bills since then, and my monthly necessity overhead is a less than around a thousand dollars a month. And the other side of my business is actually doing better during this pandemic. So as millions of people hit the unemployment line, I've really barely noticed. Now. I'm not here to be a braggart or rub it in the face of people who are suffering because I know there are people out there struggling and I've been in that situation. I know how tough that can be. So this isn't for me to rub that in your face or anything like that. It's the to make the most important point about this idea of surviving apocalypse. Trust your gut and forget what everybody else has to say. All the people that can call you crazy and all that stuff. Had I not done that, had I listened to the naysayers, my wife and my kids would be paying the price right now. So that's the most important thing. If you feel it's coming, don't let other people talk you out of it. You need to trust your gut. Now, beyond that, there are things that you can do to prepare yourself for the downturns that are inevitable in economies and perhaps pull yourself out of a bad situation now if you happen to be in one. But fair warning on this, there's no sexy, bright, shiny objects here. A lot of this stuff is stuff you likely know, but it's a reminder of how important doing the simple things is. So here's a quick list. First off, save your money. I've said this before on the podcast. I tell just about everybody I know in person whenever the topic of money comes up. Uh, it's one of the things that I think has changed my life most dramatically, and I think it will change anybody's life who does it. Start a savings account, an actual savings account at your bank. Like I said, I've been telling family members to do that for a long time since I did it, uh, and I finally got my wife to do it, and it had the exact same effect on her that it did on me. Immediately, you go from thinking about how you can spend your money to thinking about how you can save your money. And you get addicted to watching that number in your savings account grow. And that's a much better use of your money than spending it on you know, the latest stupid gadget or whatever that you don't need. And my wife, as soon as she did it, she she started squeezing every penny out of her paycheck 
that she could to be able to put into savings. And in just a couple months, she was able to put several thousand dollars uh, in her savings account with with an income that you know is not uh, she you know she's not making the most money in the world or wherever she's making she's maximizing the use. Uh, of her money and getting into her savings account and is able to save quite a bit, even though she doesn't necessarily have like this huge paycheck. So start a savings account. It will change your life. It will change your relationship to money in ways that you just can't even fathom before you do it. So save your money, start a savings account. Second thing is ruthlessly lower your overhead. So pay off debt, cut out the needless. Again, the example from my life is what I've already talked about. We, we had a 2,000 square foot home you know, in the city. It was kind of the typical thing that you would think that you would want growing up. It was the, the house and the situation that I always dreamed of having coming from a poor household. Um, but we sold that uh, partly because we saw this, this, this economic sort of recession coming. Uh, we felt like something was going to happen. But also partly because once I got it, I realized I really, uh, both of us realized we really didn't want it as bad as we thought we did. Like we, we didn't use a bunch of that space and it just was this sort of albatross around our neck. So you need to really look at your life and be honest with yourself and identify the things that you actually don't really need or want. You're just buying them or you just have them because you want to project a certain image or it's something that helps you helps make you feel like you're wealthy even though it doesn't actually do that so you just need to be ruthless about that and lower uh, your overhead as much as possible that's going to make you a lot more sound uh, not only for for a downturn and then in good times it'll give you a lot more money to save and invest and so forth to actually grow uh, your wealth so again ruthlessly lower your overhead third thing diversify your income. You don't want to rely on one entity for your living. And this was a big one for me. I had a client that has had some trouble with this uh, over the last year. And they were, you know, my main client and where the majority of my income was coming from for a long time. Had I not been working on the other side of my business and building that up, I would have been in real, real trouble because they had to cut back quite a bit. So you want to make sure that you're not relying on one entity, whether it's a job, whether it's you know a client, whatever it is, try to diversify your income in as many ways as possible so that if one goes down, you're not completely out. The fourth thing then, and this is something I'm just getting into, but is investing and taking what you earn and using that to make more. Now, you have to be smart about it, but it's a way to make your money actually work for you, which I know you've probably heard a thousand times, but as I've started to get into it, it really is something where you can take, you know, you, you, you make, let's just say $10,000. You can turn that into 11 or $12,000 over the course of a year just by uh, investing it smartly. And that's that extra thousand or $2,000 is money you didn't really have to do anything for. So it's just a way to multiply your income and not have to make every dollar that you that you generate something that you earned and you you know worked put in all this work to get like it's a way to sort of get again it's cliche but to get easy money if you do it right now on that uh, you know if you have a little extra right now I think or my my read of it is it's a great time to invest because of the downturn right now. A lot of companies are down, especially airlines and cruise ships and so forth. 
they were, you know, they were at their highest stock prices in years and are now down a half, a third, or even more right now. So a lot of those companies are, are going to go back up when this is all over. So you could double, triple, or more what you invest just because of the unique economic situation right now. Now, of course, I'm no expert. I'm just getting into this all. You could 100% lose it all too. I don't know. You need to use your brain and make your own decisions, but it's something to consider given what's going on. Now, on the third thing I just listed above about uh, diversifying your income, one of the essentials of surviving a t- downturn like this is having a consumer-facing business. So think about Amazon. Their business is actually booming right now uh, because everybody's at home, can't go to stores and so forth, and so there's a lot more ordering going on on Amazon, and they've been they've been hiring thousands of people to keep up with it. So that's an example of a business that will actually do better in this sort of situation. Now for me, you know, lots of people are working from home, they're laid off or worried they're going to get laid off soon. So they're looking for something to do and they're also looking for a way to survive. And that's likely why many of my freelancing courses have doubled in viewership over the the last month. Now, to be honest, I didn't plan that. And I didn't I didn't think of all this ahead. I wasn't some genius who saw that coming. It just sort of happened, but it is worth noting. First, you want to build a business that you can control so that you can adjust in these times. But you want to build and you want to build one that does well in normal conditions, but also think about one that will do well in some sort of downturn. Downturn. So take some time to think that true. What if a pandemic hits or what if a recession hits or an economy collapses, whatever? What kind of things will people be wanting? What services can you provide that will fulfill those needs? You may not have the exact right answers, but if you take some time to think about it and set yourself up for that sort of situation, you'll be in a lot better position when something like that actually does happen. So as an example, the MyPillow guy, you've probably seen those commercials, he's making surgical surgical masks now, and that's how he's adapting. Ford and GM are making ventilators. That's what successful businesses do. They plan and adapt. Successful people think about and do things that other people don't or won't. And this just goes back to what I said at the beginning. I had a lot of naysayers, a lot of people, oh, you're wearing your tinfoil hat and all this sort of thing. Successful people think about and do things that other people won't, that other people ridicule. That's how you survive the apocalypse, being willing. In any case, you know the drill at this point. I believe freelancing is the simplest and most secure way to transition from working for someone else, making them wealthy, and being beholden to their decision-making to building your own thing. In many cases, you could take whatever you're doing right now and do it freelance and likely make more as well. But there are things to learn, and that's where I come in. I've been doing this for over 15 years. This isn't my first apocalypse. I've and I've learned a ton over the years going through all of this. So, I've created a ton of courses to help you start and grow your freelance business. They're all available for nothing over on Skillshare. So, just some examples of the courses. I have the Beginner's Guide to Freelance, Freelancing on Upwork, Turn Content into Clients, uh, two Freelancing 101 courses on what services to offer, and also social media marketing. I have a, a class called Let's Talk Freelance and another one called Why Entrepreneurs Fail. And every one of those is on Skillshare and available for you to access at zero cost. And I dare say by the time you get through, through all of them, you'll know more about freelancing than most freelancers every, ever will. And more importantly, 
you'll have a roadmap to build your pandemic-proof business. So if you want to learn more about how to get free access to those courses, just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. It has all of the details. And again, all those courses are on Skillshare. So once you create your account, you get access to all of those courses, plus all their 28, 29,000 plus courses on the site. So again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.